Welcome to Beth and Jordan Rewatch. I'm Jordan, and I'm a nerd. And I'm Beth, and I'm also a nerd. For our show, we will rewatch TV shows and movies that Beth and I have enjoyed and try to look at them with a fresh perspective. And for this season, we'll be watching Vikings, which I have seen before, but will be Jordan's first time watching the show. This week, we're looking at Season 1, Episode 8, Sacrifice. So welcome to our recap of Episode 8 of Vikings, Sacrifice, and specifically, welcome to the recap portion, um, where Beth within the period of one minute, recaps all 44 minutes down to just a single one. And I just sit and watch and just go like, oh, good try. Or sometimes, <laughs> good good work. Um, so Beth, we have season one, episode eight, Sacrifice. Um, are you ready? Let's do it. All right, here we go. In three, two, one, go. All right, so the episode starts. We're back in Kattegat, and we see Ragnar kind of dealing with the fallout of his wife's miscarriage, Lagertha's miscarriage, the last episode. He decides to take basically everybody we know to Uppsala to the annual kind of, or once every nine years, sacrifice kind of thing. Um, They're kind of going through all the different traditions and things like that there. Uh, We see Rolo and Siggy kind of interacting at some points. Basically, it's Athelstan wandering around and just being confused by everything until he finds out that he's the one who's supposed to be sacrificed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he gets high at some point, but that's unimportant anyways. But they're Mushrooms. like, oh, you're still a Christian. We can't sacrifice you. So a minor character we don't really care about chooses to go instead. Um, and yes. Siggy and Rollo continue their machinations. And that's about it. I don't know. if. Oh, oh no. Wait, wait, wait. Ragnar swears fealty to Horik and they decide to go after Jarl Borg and do more crusading to the West. I there you go. A minute. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're three seconds. Yes. Sh- you're three seconds short. You're good. I'm like, there's a big plot point, and I can't remember what it is. <laughs> of course. How could you forget about King Hark? Yes. Yes, such a major character that we meet for five minutes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Awesome. Oh, very good. Yeah, I, I, I shouldn't have led with saying. Usually, Beth, you do really well at this, and, and so I shouldn't have said. I'm like, oh, good try, Beth, because usually See, it's. A- I'm pretty sure last week though I was over by like a second or two, and that shame is clinging to me. <laughs> The shame shall forever be with you. Anyway, we'll see if shame is forever. I'll segue by saying we'll see if shame is forever with our Viking friends. (laughs) And now we begin the part of the show where Beth and I analyze the episode, talk about what we liked and we didn't like, where things are going, what the trend lines are. and so, Beth, the episode sacrifice really, like, really, there's kind of, I mean, there are there are a lot of subplots going on, but really, really, I feel like there's one main character to the entire episode. I feel like this is really Athelstan's episode, and, and really, what it what an inconclusive episode it kind of is for him, you know, because like, yeah. we're because it's because you know it starts off like it's like you know, are you coming? And it's just kind of like okay, so Ath- you know, he's coming to this the sacrifice in Uppsala and it's like, okay, yeah, he's come, he's coming. And we get immediately, we get the image of him digging up his Bible and what, and the very like not so subtle imagery is like, Oh, the pages are falling out just like it's caked in dirt. And it's caked in dirt. Like his faith (laughs) is falling apart. Uh huh. Um, but I guess, I don't know. I, I kind of want to just start talking with Athelstan. Usually I save the best for last, but today I just want to dig right into it because I know he's your favorite character. He is. I love him so much. <laughs> so what, I don't know, what, what did you, what did you, 
what did you take on what was your take on Athelstan's story aside from the fact of don't do shrooms kids <laughs> or do it looked like a fun time for part of it <laughs> yeah I, I, don't, I don't i don't know i don't know if we can add anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> it's just shrooms <laughs> yes just, just shrooms this is what happens mm-hmm. um but yeah well i guess what was your ta- what was your take on his what happened to him in this episode so I really liked that we had him kind of as our as the eyes through which we're viewing this episode. Because mm-hmm. for the Vikings, it's like so, like it is fantastical and mystical. And they're like, oh, I don't know exactly what happens here because I've never been here before, but I've heard legends and stories. But for us, it's like, this is such a fish out of water experience for him, right? Mm-hmm. Like he is a former priest of the Catholic faith who is now attending a pagan human sacrifice ritual. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and especially the. I mean, I mean, you would think as a Catholic, like you, you know, knowing Jewish traditions and stuff, like the sacrifices, whatever. And then he's just like, "Wait, what's that other pen for?" And it's like, "That's for the humans." And it's like, <laughs> "Oh, mm-hmm. okay." <laughs> um, yeah, and it's you know, and the whole trend line is interesting. You know, first, you know, first Ragnar and Athelstan stories are somewhat merged because they're, they they. One of my predictions came true. If briefly, one of my predictions came true. And that they have a little heart to heart about religion, briefly. Um, and you know, Ragnar's like, you know, what does you know what do the Christians say? What does the Bible say about you know why loss happens or all this sort of stuff? And it's not a very satisfying answer on either end. No, uh, it's a pretty. He Athelstan gives him a really pithy answer. Honestly, it, it is. It is an incredibly pithy answer. It's a good way to describe it. Um, and so, and also, by the way, new look Athelstan, I would like to point out, because one, what happened to his hairline, and two, why is there hair almost everywhere else? Uh, <laughs> it's supposed to show the passage of time, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, but anyway, so, but then we, I don't know, we just get Athelstan on this interesting journey, and like, I don't know, what's interesting to me is, and I guess, and I guess this is almost just skipping to the end to talk about what ha- what comes before, like, it seems like if you were to just follow the episode along, like I even wrote it down in my notes, like, like Athelstan just doesn't believe anymore. Like that would seem to be what's going on. Like he just doesn't believe anymore. He just doesn't believe anymore. Um, And of course we get to that final scene where the seer mysteriously guides him into the temple, into the stave or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's in there and he's like, he basically needs to renounce his ways and he does. But then (laughs) <laughs> lo and behold like his little cross bracelet is sticking out mm-hmm. and they're just like you aren't really not a christian it's... which i mean ultimately saves his life so <laughs> it does i i mean ragnar ragnar literally says oh you're this time your god saved you <laughs> yep. but i thought it was kind of like interesting though because it's it's not a matter of it, it doesn't seem to be as much of a matter of his loss of faith it's more of his him surviving right yeah in order to survive in this society he has to dress like these people and grow his hair out and like at least act like he believes in their gods like Mm -hmm. i think it was this episode too where he's well i think it was him who said like who hasn't heard thor like or something like he knows what to say Mm -hmm. um and he like oh go for it oh i was just gonna say and so this is maybe where you and i have different like different perspectives because you know further episodes and i'm I'm seeing this for the first time, but like, it's, it's interesting because it's like, like to me, it's like, is this a sign? Like, is this a sign of him truly struggling? Or is it like you said of, of him just needing, like doing what he needs to do and saying what he needs to say to survive 
because otherwise, well, in this situation, it actually saved his life to mm-hmm. not be to not be pagan. But in in other circumstances, it's a matter of survival to act in pagan ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm mostly like I'm not thinking about the other episodes. I'm like zoomed in, focused. Oh, okay, on okay, this one. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, because that because to me, like, so I yeah, I guess I didn't take it in terms of survival. I took it more of like, you know, like I guess in my mind, he almost had like the cross necklace or whatever almost out of habit like uh, not like like was it like so that final moment is kind of like is it just kind of like a relic where it's like oh crap and it's and i don't know and it's like but he also like it's like a comfort thing like right and he, but he also doesn't fight against the accusation of like no you actually are and so like and so there's and so to me i guess how i took it was like there's this waverings there like like mm-hmm. as in like as in this like and, and there'd be some stuff from the past episodes that show this. There's this genuine wavering, um, and this genuine like, honestly not knowing what he thinks or believes or feels. Yeah. Like to me, I think that would be sincere and true, um, even if that means he like maybe he isn't a Christian anymore, or maybe he is, but he's not sure about things. I don't know. Yeah, and I'm sure as a uh, as an ex priest of the Christian faith being asked to deny Christ three times is like ringing in his head when that was going yes. on too. <laughs> well, and, and you and I know enough about, you know, know about, enough about Christianity to know, like, especially when he has to deny him a third time, it's just kind of like, <laughs> ah, that's a little rich. Uh-huh. A <laughs> little, little bit of St. Peter going on there. Uh-huh. Um, the only thing they needed to have was the cock crow, which I guess technically <laughs> it did later on, but, but yeah. not, but like have the cock crow at that moment. And then, and then it would just be, <laughs> just be perfect perfection (laughs) yes just in time for the easter celebrations um but no but so and so i don't know and there's so much to athelstan's story too like you know go backtracking on like how how he is treated by the others like the whole tripping he's doing on those mushrooms like that was like that like i was just kind of like man this guy gets bullied which i mean Mm -hmm. outside of ragnar's family who obviously treats him well like it did kind of reveal for the first time, like, well, he can't always just cling to Ragnar's family since he's technically a free man. Like, how does he interact with the other people? And it's obvious the other people, like, just screw with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's tough. Like, I don't know. Like, to me, it was just like, there's such a bullying nature that, that that would be, oh, that'd be rough. And even, like, the the one kind of group of people, Ragnar's family, he thought he could trust, like, Ragnar brought him there to be sacrificed. Correct. Right. Which, to be fair, in Ragnar's mind, that is um, that is an honor. Uh, True. Right. Yeah. I, I, I see. I see your. I see your like. Uh, sure. Technically. But, <laughs> um, but yes, you are. You are right. Even even Ragnar is being a little bit underhanded here, um, and being like, oh. I mean, I was going to make you come anyway, but and, and at first it's like, oh, it's just for good cultural reasons. And now it's like, it's for, it's for good death reasons. <laughs> so yeah. What's so, and so maybe a question to consider is how will Athelstan take that? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we never do really see a reaction to like, other than just sadness um, to the fact that he was to be sacrificed and this random character named Leif who like, yeah, we barely saw, we barely knew ye, Leif. Um, <laughs> it's like they're zooming around the room, like showing people's faces, and it's like, well, I don't know you very well, so it's probably yeah. 
honestly the person with the eye scar or whatever like mm -hmm. when they paused on him for a while i was like okay minor character i don't care about gonna... and then he saw a hand on his shoulders like oh is it gonna be somebody i care about and then when it was late i was i was like yeah that sounds about right yeah we we, we have one scene where athelstan calls out his name is like yeah that seems right <laughs> make, make us he's not an absolutely guess. worthless character but it's also not somebody important Right. Well, and quite frankly, it's someone who's been briefly mentioned in the previous episodes and like really not at all importantly. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So the, the show is still is still good for its uh, for its cheap. Um, it's 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 I mean, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed the show, but it does have moments of lazy writing. I have to be honest. If about this it. was Game of Thrones, it'd been Rolo. Yes, they would have. <laughs> uh, well, but they wouldn't have. So because Ro right. cause Rolo wouldn't have because Rolo is going to be a villain, I'm still convinced that he will be a major villain. So I'm still convinced <laughs> on that. Um, but speaking of Rolo, I mean, I feel like we're good on Athelstan. Yeah, that's 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 a good time to that's a good time to segue into Rolo, who is trying, who apparently is trying to attend the school of incompetent villainy. Um, and such and, a scumbag. God, he is, and and fortunately quote-unquote fortunately siggy comes in um siggy who in my mind is like this show needs a damn good villain this show is lacking in good villains and i am here to make sure that there are <laughs> there are good villains and so she comes in and you know rollo's just like i am who i am and you can't change me and blah 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 and you, <laughs> you know we all just want to puke um and i appreciate that siggy comes in and is just like Listen here, dipstick. Um, <laughs> I like if you want to be what you told me you want to be, you gotta trust me. You gotta follow. You gotta do it my way. Um, and just sleeping around with a bunch of women ain't gonna be the way it's gonna happen. Because mm -hmm. if you'd been with me, you'd have learned this really important information. Well, too bad. <laughs> right. Which to me maybe reveals a little bit of you know may why did Siggy you know offer herself as a servant of Lagerth? Maybe it was to be privy to that information. Mm -hmm. You know, because she's now right at the fount, right, right at the source of where all that important stuff is happening. Um, mm -hmm. and so. And and Rolo doesn't really do anything else throughout the rest of the episode except be a dick to um to Athelstan. But but I appreciate Siggy like Siggy coming in. And I'm like, there it is. There's some high quality villainy going we on. We have here. a competent person acting yes. against the interests of our heroes. Yay. Yes, hooray for a competent antagonist. <laughs> the thing that the show has desperately been begging for finally comes in the form of Siggy. And I appreciate because at first it looks like he's going to be dismissive of Siggy and she's just going to take it. And then finally, and then she asserts herself and she's just, and then, and she's like, I will, like, she is going to be an agent of her own, um, or there's a word I can't think, I can't think of it. Uh, she's going to have self-agency or whatever, whatever yeah. that, that word, there's a word there. Um, agency is a good word she agency has... there is, yeah she is going to have agency she is not going to sit sit back and let this happen she is she is gonna take charge of the situation um and that's honestly that's refreshing yeah lagertha versus siggy is so much more interesting than ragnar versus rollo oh, <laughs> would be anyways oh no i i completely agree like ragnar versus rollo would just be like two brute bulls just charging against each other and i mean fascinating but like yeah but Lagertha versus Siggy would be two like BA intelligent women, like like scheming around each other. Like, look, 
Oh, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be, a, that could be a chess match. If this show wasn't so much of a coward. <laughs> yes, that's right. Rank the women. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I'm pulling from my sports, my sports one where they like rank whatever team, it, like whatever team is the flavor of the day. Uh-huh. This one's rank the women, you cowards. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, they're going a step in the right direction by at least giving Siggy some agency and at yeah. least, at least making her be like, get your crap together. Um, so I appreciate, I've almost never say this, but I appreciate a competent villain or somebody who wants to be a villain merging and being like, all right, we need to get our crap together and let's do mm-hmm. this. Uh, and then as far as where it goes, uh, I guess other things after that, um, you know, of course, Ragnar and Ragnar and Lagertha, their whole, their whole thing is that, you know, there was this promise of many sons. Uh, we get a little bit of backstory, you know, that Lagertha had, had basically, like whenever it was they last came, she had um, petitioned Freya and Freya had given, you know, given her Bjorn, not uh, not Gita. That wasn't the answer to the first. Who cares about Gita, right? <laughs> Who cares about Gita? I felt a little sorry for the girl. Oh, by the way, know, now she's... she's such a sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, now she's a woman. So. Yeah. Which means that she can be married off for political gain. Right. Or used as a tool in this TV show for people porking around. Don't Uh, like. No, I know. That was like the one thing I thought was like, great. Mm -hmm. Now there gets to be plot lines about people using her. Yay. (laughs) But it is what it is. And but the the big and the bigger plot line or the bigger development is when uh, almost said Thor. Um, When when Ragnar is. Uh, petitioning to Odin, and he is like, "Who are who are who will my sons come from?" And that's just like, ah, uh, okay, like that's like that's that's not nothing like that, mm-hmm. is, and, and especially like he won't stay with her. Um, the night of the big festival, whatever, like he goes out and does whatever it was he was doing, maybe making more sons. Um, <laughs> Like, it's a, like, it's a thing. It's Yep. And it just goes more into Ragnar's character, right? Like, he's not going to, he believes the gods when they tell him things, but he's not going to sit around and wait for them to do it, right? Mm. A little like Macbeth-like. A little Macbeth-like, little Macbeth-like right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, I agree completely. Um, he's gonna for he's gonna force fate onto his situation. Mm-hmm. Um, even the even the allying allying himself um, with King. Oh crap! I just forgot his name. Horik. Horik. Thank you. Yeah. Even allying himself with King Horik is like. Even that seemed like political expediency. Um, like uh, like granted, as his earl, like that should be what happens anyway. He should be swearing mm-hmm. fealty to his king. Like as you and I who play Crusader Kings know, like that's <laughs> that's the order of things. Like that's yep. how it should be. It's either uh, fe- swear fealty or get conquered by a much larger army. <laughs> correct. Right. Well, well, it's swear fealty or be branded an outlaw, arrested, thrown in prison, stripped of your titles, and you know, the rest is history, yeah. um, including your line. Uh, so uh, now I have a craving to play CK3 or CK2. Uh, anyway, uh, but... But yeah, but it, but it seems I don't know. There seems to be a political expediency to it, um, and he does. He had you know he's very forthright. And he's just like I want to keep raiding. I want to keep exploring even further west. Um, 
you know, to what we eventually, we know will be eventually like Iceland and Greenland and Vinland. Um, but, you know, that's, that seems to be where that go, is going. And the king's like, awesome, by the way, I've got this, I've got this rebellion to put down. Um, so, I don't know. I guess how I feel about how this episode goes down is it's kind of like, and you said this is the episode, like this, like next episode is the season finale. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause like this episode in many ways, like this to me would almost seem like a mid season transition point. Um, because we're basically laying out here all of these plot lines, right? Mm-hmm. Um, cause you've got, you still got Athelstan and his thing. And Athelstan is his own agent. I feel like at this point, I mean, loyal to Ragnar, but, but maybe not as much. Um, so not as much as we thought anyways. <laughs> right. And so Athelstan's got his own thing. Rolo and Siggy have their thing. Um, we now know that uh, Ragnar probably is going to go off to random land. Borg. The- Jarlborg. Jarlborg. I, I, I knew it started with a Y. That's all. Or J. That sound. Yeah. Um, like he's heading off that way. There's the whole tension between him and Lagertha now set up. Um, and I guess the plot point that Gita is now a woman. Ugh. But but anyway, we got all these little we got all these little paths kind of opening up, and it's like all right, it's, it's like to me it feels it feels more like a mid season finale than a penultimate episode um, to the end of your season. And I almost wonder if it's because History Channel was like, okay, we're giving this a shot. We'll see how it goes. We'll set some stuff up. If it if it goes well, we'll get a second season and have stuff to work off of. But. Right. Well, and this is, you and I have already looked and seen that this is the shortest season mm-hmm. of the entire series. So I, I would buy that argument. Yeah. So I don't know. Is there anything else you felt like was important to mention in this episode? Um, I don't think so. I think we covered all of it. Excellent. And now to conclude the episode, we do our ratings and predictions. And we start, of course, with our ratings done on a five point scale um, with decimals allowed and explanations required. Beth, what did you give for a rating for Sacrifice? So I'm going to give this one a 4.2. Um, okay. I really appreciated that it's a lot more of a kind of zoomed in picture as opposed to they're sailing across the ocean and raiding England and there's like all these big stuff. It's just a very like kind of slice of life thing. It lets us look, get a little bit closer of a picture into characters and their motivations and things like that. So 4.2 for me. Yeah, I'll go with a 3.8, which sounds bad, but it's an improvement from the previous one. <laughs> like, it to, like to me, it, I, like I said off air, like, a lot happens and nothing happens at the same time. Like everything is centered around this one sacrifice, but a lot of things happen that are like, some are intriguing, some are less so. And so to me, that's why it's a 3.8. It's not to me, like a four has got to be a good episode. And not that this was a bad one, but to me, it wasn't a good episode. Mm-hmm. So. Fair enough. And then looking forward to next week, we have the season one finale of Vikings all change. Jordan, what do you think is going to happen in this episode? Well, sadly, I can't. Pre- I'm not going to predict that they're going to change the title of the episode because <laughs> the, the former English major in me just hates an episode called "All Change." Um, <laughs> it sounds like it's like the All Spark from Transformers, or like, or like the All Thing, which is a which is an actual historical thing in Iceland where the Council of Viking Lords did meet. 
um, in the 900s, um, which of course is now making me think like is all changed purposefully that 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 purposely wrong grammatically is this some weird Norse word that just has a funny translation? Um, three predictions for this episode of all change. Um, I believe that Ragnar will kill uh, whoever this rebellious Yar Earl or whatever is up in Yarbird or whatever. Jarl Borg in Jotland? Gotland? Gotland? He... Something like... Wait, is Gotland where it's at? Yeah, it's in G... I don't know how to pronounce it. G-O-T-T-L-A-N-D. Oh, it's... Yeah, Gotland. I know where... I know what Gotland yeah, is. It's literally it's... A... it's literally the land of goats. Like, that's literally its translation. Just like farmland is f- farmland. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. No, yeah, lit- uh, okay. Yeah, literally the land of goats. Okay, yeah. Yes. Anyway, that was so off... That was so beside the point. <laughs> um oh, i'm so excited they're sailing to the island of goatland um yes but i i think he will he will dispatch and kill i think he's going to kill the leader of goatland uh let's see i, I gotta remember to keep these bold at least in season one <laughs> um it's a tame prediction to say athelstan will have more religious ponderings um Let's say Athelstan will have a divine revelation. Like somehow either the gods will speak to him or God will speak to him. One way or the other, Athelstan will, ha- or he'll have some sort of, some sort of, uh, using this somewhat silly, some sort of come to Jesus moment. Um, so <laughs> that is my prediction. Like it won't, it won't just be mu- random musings. Like Athelstan will have a really big revelation. Um, and then my last one. Oh, Siggy and Rolo are going to be up to something. What are Siggy <laughs> and Rolo going to be up to? Um, mm, I could simply say Rolo will impregnate someone, and that, but that would, be <laughs> but that would be a, a low. That's a low hanging fruit. We got it. We got to aim higher on these predictions. And I'm sorry, I'm I am stalling a little bit because I don't I don't prepare these predictions. <laughs> Um, so I apologize for the extended runtime. Uh, let's say that, oh, we're just going to go for it. Even though there's no way this is going to happen. We're going to say that Siggy and Rolo murder Floki. Interesting. Yeah. That is a bold prediction. There's no way it's going to happen, but like, here's me hoping that maybe in the season one finale, they, they dip a little bit into the game of Thrones pool and actually kill off a somewhat beloved character. All right. Well, we will find out next week on Beth and Jordan Rewatch. That's right. <laughs> hey, see, you're getting into the spirit. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Beth and Jordan Rewatch, where we rewatch our favorite movies and shows and discuss what we love about them. You can find all of our episodes on anchor.fm slash bjrewatch or on Spotify at Beth and Jordan Rewatch. 